Well, hey there, primary teacher slash difference maker slash go getter. Yes, that is right, my friend. I know what kind of teacher you are because you are here in this moment sharing your brain space with me in hopes of finding something to better serve your students. You are the epitome of what our children need, and I thank you for being here and for doing what you do. Today, I'm really hoping to deliver just what you came here for as we chat about the key to ensuring that your students take your passion-filled instruction and turn it into a lifelong mastery of the alphabet. I told you last week that assessment could be so fun and rewarding, and you were probably skeptical of that and maybe even disagreed, but there is no denying, my friend, that this is the exciting and joyful part about teaching the alphabet. I am going to give you a little more perspective, lots of actionable tips, and some free resources to guide you, including one of my favorite freebies to date. You're going to love it. Your kids are literally going to laugh out loud with this one. And all of this is designed to guide you in engaging your students in alphabet knowledge. Sound like a plan? Let's go, go getter. You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome back, sunshine. It is amazing to be here with you, my teacher friend. Summer is ticking away here in eastern Kentucky, and my poor children must be getting bored of me because every day I hear it multiple times. Mommy, how long until I get to go back to school? The truth is, I don't know whether to be insanely proud that they love school that much or insulted that they want to be away from me that much. Whatever the case, we are gearing up and getting ready for a new year. For now, I am so excited to bring you part three of our Go-Getter's Guide to the Alphabet series. If you have listened up to this point... You must be finding something useful, so please do me a major favor and leave a review on the podcast. I really cannot describe to you in words what it means to me to see that what I'm doing is actually being responded to. So if you find time, please write a review no matter what platform you're listening from. And if you've listened this far, I can bet my bottom dollar that your job is to teach alphabet knowledge to a bunch of young, vibrant little cuties. Sounds fun, but I know from many years of experience teaching kindergarten that this can be a stress-filled and sometimes for certain students a nearly impossible job. If you haven't listened to part one, All About Mindset, we talked about how foreign the alphabet is and how difficult it can truly be for some of our learners. And that is why today's episode is so important. There is one major concept that I've really come to understand and utilize over the years that have changed the game for me when teaching letters and sounds. 
Without a doubt, it has supercharged any results when teaching the alphabet. And understanding this essential concept and placing it strategically in your overall teaching, I guarantee that you'll find more success and less stress when it comes to making sure every kid in your classroom masters those 26 letters and their sounds. So with that, let's talk engagement. A very wise woman once said, successful instruction hinges from one vital factor, engagement. Well, okay, maybe it wasn't a wise woman, but it was an experienced woman who had messed up enough to finally figure this out, which is me, by the way. So let me say it again. Successful instruction hinges from one vital factor, engagement. So what does engagement even mean? We throw that term around a whole lot, but who really understands it? Well, if you're not clear on what engagement is, that's okay. But this is the time to step up and really begin to understand how important it is to your students receiving the knowledge that you give them. So I highly encourage you to go back to episode number 12 called Student Engagement 101. You will learn so much, but one thing I want you to know right now is that you can be so knowledgeable. You could be the valedictorian of Harvard University that is coming to a classroom to impart all of that knowledge, but without receptive involved students, it means absolutely nothing. If they are not engaged with this wonderful fountain of knowledge that comes from your mouth, it does not matter how smart or talented you are. Another quote that I absolutely love regarding engagement is this. I'd rather have a single day of authentic student engagement than a career of passing out worksheets. Now, I do think there is a time and place for worksheets. I am not saying anything against them. I do use them although not very extensively. But think about that. I agree that I would rather have a single day of full engagement for my students than all of those years of passing out useless worksheets. The thing is, is that engagement in the classroom feels amazing. When students are receptive, optimized, and hungry for more, my passion overflows. Another thing I want you to know about student engagement that you can learn back in episode 12, along with lots of other information about the topic, is that engagement is also very tiresome for your students. So don't feel like this is something you can create 100% of the time. I just wanted to throw that out there that our students cannot be engaged for the full school day. So we need to focus on making sure they are engaged during the most important times. Alphabet instruction is absolutely one of those. So we need engagement and we need it desperately if we're going to take these foreign symbols and dominate with them. But how do we accomplish that? Well, that's why I'm here. Slow down, young grasshopper. Today, I'm going to give you three ways to formulate student engagement when teaching the alphabet. You can really apply these concepts to every part of your instruction, but we're going to focus in on those letters and sounds. So the first thing that you need to consider when engaging your students during alphabet instruction is to build learning routines. 
The word routine sounds really boring, but it's deeply rooted in research. The most successful people on the planet swear by their routines. So we can bring this to our classroom and reap those benefits for our students. The truth is, is that routines are engaging to students when they know what to do and feel confident that they can do it correctly. They are naturally more engaged. So when thinking about our alphabet instruction, let's keep this in mind. Routine does not mean doing the same exact thing day in and day out. It simply means keeping the same structure to your day. Repeating the format, but changing the content and the activities. That is really key. So I'm going to give you my prime example of one way to practice letter and sounds in a routine. I call this my letter and sound fluency routine. Years ago, I realized that I needed to incorporate a daily letter and sound review to really ensure that my students began to master the alphabet quicker and that my lower level students had that exposure all year long. So for this routine, students would come up to the carpet and we would go through the letters and sounds with our signals. These are motions that I added to help make sure students were engaged. We'll talk more about movement later. So for the most of the year, I repeat that routine over and over. But to make sure students don't get bored of it, I change it up whenever they're ready to level up. So for example, at the beginning of the year, I will go from A to Z. Later in the year, I will switch and go backwards from Z to A. After that, I will move on to mixing them all up. After that, I remove the picture cues on the letters. So that means they cannot rely on that picture, but only the symbol of the letter. So as you can see, the structure stays the same. My routine stays the same, but I mix it up with different variations, different activities that go along with it. I use this same concept and way of thinking when planning my letter of the week instruction. I don't want to waste all my time explaining different activities and things that my students need to do. I just want them to know the routine and to be engaged with it. So when I created my letter squads curriculum, which is five lessons for each letter with accompanying work mats... I kept the routine consistent. On Monday, students do this. Tuesday, they do this, etc., etc. And within a couple weeks, they really got down the routine of it. So there was very little time wasted explaining. And just because they knew what to do, they were naturally engaged. Not to mention all the other engagement hacks that I have embedded in that program. But whatever curriculum you use... Just remember the importance of routine to engage your students. Create your activities based on a structure that is familiar to them. So let's move on from build learning routines. And now let's talk about involving all learning styles. Although there are three major learning styles, kinesthetic, auditory, and visual, students can be any strange mixture of the three, meaning there are lots of different needs that we're not always clear on when just looking at our classroom. 
So involving all of these senses will ensure that all needs are met. Makes sense, right? So you can be smart in your overall planning and include routines every day that include provisions for all three styles. Although there are other ways, here are three easy examples that you can use immediately. So in my letter and sound fluency routine, which you can actually grab for free at teachertony.com forward slash letter fluency, I'll link that in the show notes. I really utilize movement to make sure my kinesthetic learners are getting what they need. To do this, you simply add motions to your daily review. This helps students internalize that letter's name and sound by adding motions that go along with it. It's really powerful and I use movement all day long every day and you should too. But that is a no-fail way to reach those kinesthetic learners. To reach your auditory learners, incorporate singing and chanting into your letter instruction. Do this every single day. During that same letter and sound fluency routine, we chant. So if we're doing letter A, we say A, apple, A, A, A. Adding those types of auditory experiences really help that to stick in those little brains. And when we think about our visual learners, all we have to do is have lots of visual representation, lots of pictures that go along with the letters for our students to see while we're discussing them, while we're learning. That is why I love my Letter Squad student work mats. Students have those visuals at their fingertips and actually have to work with them. So it really appeals to the visual learning style. But you can simply print out pictures, find clip art, go to Google. Just add some visuals to your instruction and it will really help to aid those visual learners. So we've talked about building learning routines and now involving all learning styles. But here is the fun one. To really engage your students, be sure that you embed rewards into your teaching. Rewards are so engaging to students and lucky for us, primary students are so, so easy to reward. Uh, There's so much controversy around rewards, prize boxes, and all of that. But I'm not talking about those kinds of things. I'm talking about the free rewards that require just a little prep, but a big bang for our sweet little primary learners. I'm talking brain breaks and cheers and jokes and badges, things like that that have no monetary value, but are just valuable to our kids because they are kids. So I'm going to talk about Letter Squads one more time, but this time I'm going to give you a free resource as well. One of my favorites so far. You're going to love it. But in my letter series curriculum, each digital activity actually has three embedded rewards. I did this because I know how valuable it is to kids and how it can keep them engaged. I've used it. Trust me, it's like magic. But in each digital lesson, you will find a brain break, a joke of the day, and the badge meter. So we'll talk about all three of those. 
So during my teaching, I encourage my students to stay engaged during the whole lesson so at the end they can do a brain break that relates to their learning. So in these digital lessons, there is a slide that comes up with music and some images that goes along with that letter. For example, the letter C has a brain break called Cake Fight. It has some really exciting music. It only lasts about 30 seconds. But during that time, I would let my students stand up behind their chair and pretend to throw cake at their classmates. So for 30 seconds, they get to go hog wild crazy and pretend they're throwing cake at their best friend. You just can't beat it. So every letter comes with a brain break just like that. Love brain breaks as rewards. You can find lots and lots and lots, probably millions of brain breaks on YouTube. And you can probably align those with your letter, just like I've done in the Letter Squads curriculum. But you can never go wrong with a fun brain break as a reward. So here comes the exciting freebie. I just can't wait to share it with you. But also in every lesson of Letter Squads, there is a daily joke. So you could also do this at the end of your lesson or you could do it in the middle to kind of get your students to the middle and then to the end brain break. But kids love jokes. You click on this smiley face, the joke comes up, you read it to your students and then there is a laugh sound that they just love. It's like a little munchkin laugh. I can't really explain it. But I love using jokes. I've always used them. If you have been a follower of me, you may know about the happy bag. And in the happy bag post, which I'll link in the show notes, I included the giggle box, which is a box of jokes that you can use as a reward. So what I've done in my favorite freebie so far is I've taken all of the jokes which correspond with a letter and I've compiled them for you for free. So these are the exact jokes that are used in the letter squats curriculum, but they are absolutely free to you. So for letter A, one of the jokes, there's five for each letter. The letter A joke is, what do you call a grouchy a a apple? A crab apple. (laughs) So what I've learned about primary students is they may not even understand the joke, but just because it's a joke, they laugh hysterically and they love it. So my hope is that you can download this freebie called Letter of the Week Jokes and incorporate them into your teaching as a reward this year. So be sure to let me know if you enjoy those. I really love jokes and it took me hours upon hours to find five jokes that corresponded with each letter. So please enjoy that. And finally, another reward that's embedded in the Letter Squads program is something called the badge meter. Students are working with each letter to earn a letter badge. So for example, during our week of the letter B, after completing all five lessons, students would get a letter B badge. It has the letter and the signal. So for me, it's banana. And they could add that to their badge collection. But during each daily lesson, there's a badge meter. It's just a little meter that shows them how much progress they've made and how much farther they have to go before they earn that badge. It's a really powerful visual for my students, and they cannot wait to put those stickers on their badge collection. Trust me, it's a very, very effective strategy. 
So these are just three types of rewards that you could use. Also keep in mind things like cheers. Use your creativity and incorporate classroom cheers to reward your students. Now, I have not researched cheers that go with every letter, but I'm sure you could come up with something like that. I use classroom cheers on a daily basis. I've written about those before. I even have a full set of free cheer cards that you can check out. Follow the link in the show notes. But whatever you choose to use, when we use rewards strategically, our students will be more motivated and happy to stay on task. Use these things in your favor, friend. So just a quick recap, make sure you build learning routines, that you involve all learning styles, and that you embed rewards in your alphabet instruction. This is my best advice. But regardless of the specific strategies that you use, what I hope you take away from today is that you should focus on student engagement. If you take that core piece and really understand it and you pair that with all the wonderful creativity and passion that you already have, I know that you, my friend, are going to go get her done and give your students an awesome year of alphabet instruction. That was so much fun. I'm so sad that this brings our series to an end, but I sure love this. And I absolutely love having you here. Let me encourage you to grab those letter of the week jokes. And I also forgot to mention that the Letter Squad's week-long free trial is now available to you. So if you heard me talking about the Letter Squads and you're wondering what in the world is that, you can try an entire week absolutely free. To find that, go to teachertony.com forward slash letter squads. I'm so excited for us to get on this program. It is something that I created out of complete need in my kindergarten classroom and something that my students loved, absolutely adored to do each day. So check out those freebies and I'm going to let you go for today. But as always, until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend. Teacher friend.